With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. All right, week 11 is here, and man, we had spent the last episode kind of talking about the buys. He's Mike Harmon. Ryan Bershinger is our executive producer. And Mike, we had some, uh, no disrespect to your Bears, but Bears-Panthers on Thursday night. We had Patriots-Colts in Germany on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. We had Jets-Raiders in Sunday night. And Broncos-Bills was crazy, but I don't think it was a huge marquee matchup. Now we go into a week, week 11, where we've got Bengals-Ravens, okay, yeah. to start things out. Uh, no international game. Uh, to give us. However, uh, Eagles Chiefs on Monday Night Football, and now Denver-Minnesota becomes an interesting Sunday Night Football game. Quite a, quite another difference from Week 10 to Week 11 in the NFL. Yeah, on paper, all the evening games that I complained about, uh, at least <laughs> on paper, 
I mean, we'll see how they actually play out here, Dan, because <laughs> especially on short weeks when we look at Cincinnati and Baltimore, there's a lot of red letters next to players' yep. names that might be in your fantasy yep. lineup uh, that may not be able to go uh, based on the short turnaround. But we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But the rest of the slate, I mean, Bears-Lions, all right, I'm entertained uh, just because, well, let's see what kind of craziness. But yeah. Pittsburgh-Cleveland has some juice to it. Um, you go down a, a little bit further when you look at a uh, Seattle versus the Rams. Well, your your Seahawks still, uh, I think everybody's trying to figure out what they are week to week at this point. I'm right there with you. Yeah, no, but that, all right. I mean, it's like I don't know, Gino Pumpkin. I I don't know. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they were winning in spite of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, six and three, still atop the division, but they've got Tennessee rolling up. Well, Tennessee can still play some defense, so let's see what happens there. But to your point, all the marquee matchups in the evening uh, and standalone windows, and the Minnesota-Denver one with Denver beating Buffalo becomes that much more interesting and valuable across the league and certainly for fantasy owners. Yeah, and in the wild card race in the NFC, Minnesota is firmly uh, in the playoff picture, they would make the playoffs if they started today. So let's talk a little bit about the Minnesota Vikings because Josh Dobbs has been a great story uh, just in football in general. Oh, he's the new Ryan Fitzpatrick, smartest guy in the room. <laughs> but here's the deal is it, how much fantasy viability do we have with Josh Dobbs because the last two weeks, pretty, pretty good for uh, for Mr. Dobbs in Minnesota. Is it sustainable? Yeah, I'm looking at him at this point, and you, you look at even during his time with the Arizona Cardinals, when when we look at Josh Dobbs and what he was able to accomplish, because remember, as we talked about uh, on the podcast in prior weeks, he was giving you 40, 50 rushing yards a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. So as, as we get through the first 10 weeks of the season, I mean, you got a guy that's been been putting up numbers, and giving you a puncher's chance uh, if you're starting with the 40 rushing yards each and every week. I mean, you're feeling pretty good there. And so now going forward, Jefferson's excited and chomping at the bit to get back. Addison's there. Uh, Osborne will clear uh, and get back on the field. You're looking at TJ Hawkinson, who even though he was banged up, he was fantastic um, in that win. So you had all that. And still trying to figure out the running game, as we talked about in the prior episode. Maybe Ty Chandler actually gets a shot, or maybe they start uh, auditioning for uh, supplemental players on the street. But he's a guy for fantasy purposes I'm pretty excited about right now. I mean, think about what he's been able to do while barely learning the offense or his teammates' names. Sure. Like, that's – they – they they weren't great in the second half against New Orleans, but it helps when you score 24 in the first half uh, to jump out to a 24-3 lead. Ended up getting that eight-point win. But you mentioned the addition of Justin Jefferson coming back. Like, that's enough to, to increase any quarterback's value. Have no idea what's going on in that backfield. So those rushing yards are going to be needed by someone if it is Dobbs. And here's the other thing, Mike. I actually wonder if the more he learns the playbook, will he run less? Perhaps, yeah. You know, because that offense obviously was not made for a quarterback to run when Kirk Cousins is your quarterback. But Dobbs, 
now is like, well, I can't maybe figure out all of this right away. So if it's not there, I'm going to take it and run. That would be the only drawback that I would say is maybe as he gets accustomed to the offense, maybe he just runs less, and now you've got a guy like Justin Jefferson to throw to. But I am bullish on on his usage over the next couple of weeks. Well, as you look at it, and we can get into full schedule watching if you want in a sec, but like I didn't even mention him on the, the waiver wire you know that we did last episode because it seemed like an obvious pickup. Sure. Right. If he's still out there, which is amazing that for a guy, get this, Dan, in in Yahoo leagues, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of leagues, right? Available in nearly half of them. Even though right now, after this week's games, he is QB seven. Wow. He is second in rushing yardage by quarterbacks, only to Lamar Jackson. <sighs> That's nuts. Right? I mean, he's got five rushing touchdowns, nearly 2,000 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, five picks. Like, his numbers are almost the same. It's really kind of frightening. Almost the same as Lamar Jackson's. Wow. Lamar's at 2177, right? So you got a difference of 182 yards. He's got one more touchdown pass, same number of interceptions, and he's got 113 fewer rushing yards and 30 fewer attempts with the same number of rushing touchdowns. <laughs> oh, how about that? So yeah, I, he was victimized by having an Arizona Cardinals logo on the side of his helmet sure. for fantasy purposes. I'm not getting into that. And now he's with Minnesota, and all of a sudden it's like, well, let's see here. And unfortunately, he had Arizona written across his chest, but that's more of a uniform comment. That is than, true. Uh, than than anything else. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the I like the setup. I, you know, at Denver, I, week eleven, I actually think could be a little tricky. Um, Denver's playing well defensively yeah. right now. They're flying around a bit. Yeah, but then you've got uh, your Bears on Monday Night Football the week after, and. Uh, then after that, you got the Raiders and and the Bengals. So right, they get a bye week in week thirteen. Yep. Yeah, Raiders, Bengals, and then we get into uh, Detroit and, and Green Bay and all, and all that fun stuff down the end of the road there. But um, yeah, it's, it's, he's got staying power, and it's kind of fun to see. Right, he's become everybody's darling. I mean, we talked about him a lot when he was playing with Arizona as a one man band earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And think about what he was able to put up and do, and, and it goes back to Arizona didn't have a run game for a while, right? De Mercado and everybody trying to replace the injured James Conner. So he went Thanos and said, "Fine, I'll do it myself." Sure. Are you? Uh, you know, since we're talking about the Cardinals, Kyler Murray did not look like he had any um, reservations with that knee injury. No, he did not. Yeah, I. The the only thing that I worry about is I, I know Trey McBride's been great for them, but truly of 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 having a, you know, maybe he, you know, Hollywood Brown can connect, but I was, I was almost going to say something completely disrespectful to the Cardinals wide receivers. Um, I was going to say a true wide receiver. Um, well, but, yeah. You know, it's Hollywood Brown is that, but like, you know, they use Rondell Moore in so many different ways and, and whatnot. Um, but and Michael least, Wilson is not 
Yeah, yeah. It's not consistent yet. Mark, Hollywood Brown's gotten better than what he was as a member of the Ravens, where it was pretty much a straight line runner. Mm-hmm. He's gotten better on the tree, but it's still not not ideal. It's gotten better. I mean, he's got 81 targets on the year, so they're at least trying to feed him the ball. Yeah. So you, you take that from it. But, you know, this is a guy that's now only averaging 10.9 a reception, which is considerably markedly lower than it was once upon a time. Again, oh, in tribute to what he's needed to become and, and really what this team is trying to figure out, you know, how to spread the ball around and actually uh, make make the offense work. I'll also say this. What really helped Kyler Murray in Week 10 was also the return of James Conner. Sure. So now you you actually have a threat of a running game because if he's not there, then you're back to Kyler running around, and that's not what you would want. Granted, it was against the Falcons. Um, Cardinals have the Texans coming up in, in Week 11. So uh, Texans can give up some points even though they – Kind of kept the Bengals in check with Cincinnati being shorthanded. But, yeah, I, 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 if I had Kyler Murray on my team, I would be pleased, but I also then would have to remember that he's still on the Arizona Cardinals. So that 300-yard passing day with three touchdown passes and two touchdown runs, probably not going to happen um, when the, without the likes of like DeAndre Hopkins on your team. Yeah, I mean, let's just, just face it. If that happens, that means the game is completely broken down, which is possible. Right, I mean, look in this year's NFL, I, I take uh, nothing. Uh, I, I I wouldn't doubt anything if you told me a stat line for a guy. I'd go really, that game sure. really got out of control, uh, one way or the other. But you know, for for Murray, the, you know, the the run that everybody has watched nine thousand times when he went turbo uh, shows me the the reticence or any any hesitance. Like you said, Dan, is I mean, he's ready to go. Uh, I really thought he was going to be in bubble wrap all year, but as soon as Dobbs got traded, it, it all changed. And, yep. and we, we'd heard all the reports that he was doing everything the Cardinals wanted, that he was feeling good, that he and Gannon have some sort of relationship and whatever, and that's great. Um, so it's clearly better than what he had with Dobbs when Dobbs said that he lied to his face about getting traded. Man, you can't show all your cards, man. No, you're exactly right about that. And you know what? Like I and I know like and and you you nailed it on this podcast when we had the mixed messages coming from Arizona on what could happen and sure enough Dobbs did get traded, but even if it was that day, what are you, you know, like what can you do? Honestly, too, if I'm Josh Dobbs, I'm thankful that they did change their mind. Yeah. I'd rather be in Minnesota than than in Arizona. 100%. It's another yeah. opportunity for people to buy another jersey of you and yeah. look at all that talent. I get on that like squad. It's so it's so it's so uh it's so in vogue to be like, "Oh my gosh, the player was lied to. What about player empowerment?" It's like, "Okay, what would you rather do? Be backing up Kyler Murray and not playing in Arizona or maybe going to the playoffs and being the starter for the Minnesota Vikings?" So, who cares yeah. if they went back on their word? 100%. It's yep. like you're in a much better spot. You've gone, and now you're you're America's darling in the yeah. National Football League. Uh, Smith, as we were talking about it on, on the show on on Fox Sports Radio Monday night, he's like, you know, I I lamented the fact that Geno Smith became the guy for Seattle last year, but I mean, he's celebrated. Josh Dobbs bouncing around, not nearly as long as Geno, but mm-hmm. you know, now he gets a shot to lead 
Yeah. And maybe parlay it into a big contract if he shows out, because I think we all assume Kirk Cousins moves on and he's somewhere else next season. So, you know, for, for Dobbs, whether it's in Minnesota or somewhere else, it's a nice audition, which being in Arizona, you don't have the players. You don't have, you know, a lot of the – I mean, is James Conner coming back so fast if it's still Josh Dobbs there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or do they yeah. go into full tank mode? I, I think mean, they'll be – yeah, they they do really try. And and I know that sounds ridiculous when you're talking in the NFL. They play hard. They, they really do. And it makes it uh, difficult to play against. The results may not show it, but, you know, when you even think about the Giants game in week two, and remember it's a team that – you know, beat the Cowboys uh, earlier in the season. Sure. So they do play hard in Arizona. That well, they is. were playing really, really well and hard and uh, usually for a half to three quarters, and then it becomes the, all right, the other teams have one or two more players yeah. that make a difference. It, it's just been one of those years. So, you know, for Kyler Murray, I, I just want to see him healthy and see if they can't go and get him some more help in that receiving core for next year because I think, you know, he's a guy that's pretty damn fun to watch. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you think about, you know, like there, folks take the shot. I, I'm not a man of uh, uh, a great height. I'm a, built like a fire plug, and I have uh, about one nine thousandth of Murray's quicks. Uh, and that's me being generous uh, because it's well, it's my podcast with you, Dan. So uh, I can you know purport myself to have you know a, a pretty good step, which I don't. Uh, but you know, so I, I root for the guys that are uh, a little bit more uh, lacking the stature of the six five statuesque guys. So for Kyler Murray to get back on the field uh, is is kind of a big thing. You know, we all, we need more stars in a league where we keep trying to introduce ourselves to new quarterbacks at every turn. That is a perfect segue. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. This is I Want Your Flex. The executive producer is Ryan Bershinger. Because coming up next, we're going to talk about stars, specifically the ones on the side of a helmet. That's next year, and I want your flex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, everybody fed. Uh, welcome back to uh, I Want Your Flex. Thanksgiving came early. At least the Thanksgiving meal did for the Dallas Cowboys um, because everybody fed in Week 10, Mike, against the New York Giants. Everybody except Tony Pollard. Um, yeah. I, I, I am one with shares in one of my leagues uh, of Tony Pollard. Now, in the rare instance, just on how things fell, holdovers and whatnot, I actually have doubled up with Pollard and C.D. Lamb on the same team. I'm not a huge fan of doing that running back and wide receiver, mm-hmm. um, but it has helped uh, with C.D. Lamb's recent tear. But now the question's really coming out uh, uh, about Tony Pollard. Granted, in the blowout that they had against the Giants, uh, Rico Dowdell was a name that Bursch put up in waiver wires on, on Tuesday's episode. I don't think that Tony Pollard is in – in jeopardy of, of losing his job. Mike, I actually think if you were to buy stock uh, right now into Tony Pollard, it's probably as cheap as it's going to be. I think this past weekend's game against the Giants is going to be truly, truly a wake-up call, and I expect Tony Pollard's best days this season to actually be ahead. Yeah, I think when we look at where where his season has gone, you've had only one 100-yard rushing game. That goes back into that loss against Arizona. And then from the receiving side of things, where I think that's where we thought you'd get your added value uh, with him each and every week. There have been two games where he's been a prominent contributor in the passing game with a high of 80 yards. He's yet to score uh, in, through the air, and he hasn't seen – the end zone since week one against the Giants. So, yeah, if the the trade deadline in your league is not passed, yeah, you could probably throw out and float a bucket of balls or a, a nice uh, 
you know, frosty mug of beer uh, <laughs> at a local tavern and I throw in a random player from my bench uh, is kind of where he's at. Because the frustration's real with, with fantasy owners for Pollard right now. And, and you, you mentioned Rico, and that's, I mean, come on, he's Rico. Uh, he's a guy that is interesting. You know, we talked about him on the show. Uh, on the podcast, I should say, a couple of weeks ago, because he, he started to pop up and, and have a little bit of an impact. And how much more he does, I don't know. He needs to be rostered, depending on your league setting, as we mentioned uh, before. You know, could be a running back, could be a wide receiver, so you want to check that uh, as you're flowing through. But the opportunity is there. As much as we love the preseason story of Deuce Vaughn, he ain't the guy. Uh, Rico is is your number two right now for an offense that, let's face it, you know, behind Dak Prescott, they're playing really well. Now, you, if you had a couple of games against some also-ran squads and the Giants, I think are just looking to play out the string at this point. But, you know, take the, the advantages where they come. When you look at their schedule, which is very important in fantasy, you've got the Panthers this week. You have the Commanders on Thanksgiving Day, and then you have the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football the week after that. Um, that's a nice three-game stretch to have if you're Tony Pollard. Really is like it's. There's an opportunity for you to to do some things, whether it be Mike out of the backfield catching passes or just getting the football. If it doesn't happen in these three weeks, it's not going to happen. And I just think it was so glaring that he didn't get into the end zone against the Giants, that I think it's going to be rectified. I think it'll be rectified in Week 11. I expect him to have a good game. Everybody plays, everybody wins, or so you would have thought. Those are the worst types of games as a fantasy owner. Maybe you're out taking care of uh, business. Maybe you got a honey to-do list. Maybe you know you and the significant other or the kids, you've got stuff running around, and you come back seeing, oh, wow, they put up how many points? Like, great! <laughs> Wait, he got none of it? Oh, he got man. none of it? How many quarterbacks have we seen that with, right? That was week uh, week nine for the Ravens. Wait, Lamar only did what? Uh, and likewise here with the Cowboys. Like, all right, Tony finally had to eat. Yeah, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Dak did. The receivers did. C.D. Lamb's up here calling himself the best there is. I mean, he's stealing all of Bret Hart's lines at this point, going back to uh, where he feels about himself. But, yeah, the schedule does set up nicely. you got some of the, the worst teams in defending opposing running backs coming up, and certainly in a showcase game, he might pull an Ezekiel Elliott and go jump in a kettle somewhere. Yeah, and, and, and like, you know, we've the commander's offense is good. Like right. they're, they're moving. The Seahawks offense uh, at times has struggled, but they are coming off of a game against the Commanders where, you know, Geno had over 300 yards mm-hmm. and Kenneth Walker had some big plays. So you think that the other offense is also going to play with you in that part. So that's why that's why I think it works out well for for Tony Park uh, for Tony Pollard. We had just talked a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray and their opponent. This week is the Houston Texans. Is Devin Singletary now RB1 in Houston, even if Damian Pierce comes back healthy? Because it sure looked like that against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, you always hate the, all right, losing a job potentially because of injury. But right now you got something special going with C.J. Stroud, this offense. And if you can get any semblance of a consistent running game, which Pierce had not provided before getting injured – you know, this is one where, all right, you still got part of the shares. 
you got to make the most of them. I think Singletary has to take the lead in that backfield. Mm-hmm. The offensive line's getting healthier. Uh, you'll get, uh, I think you'll get Nico Collins back. So you got him, Tank Dell, and obviously we talked about Noah Brown in the last podcast. So, I mean, add, add Dalton Schultz. I mean, you've got, you've got a pretty solid offense, spread things out, and it's an opportunity for Singletary. He's always kind of shown in small bursts, but always finds himself as part of the platoon system and not necessarily getting the full trust of the coaches. Got to think that a guy like D'Amico Ryan celebrates some some tough running, some tough yards, and that at least short-term, he, he still commands the lion's share of the running game. Pierce is going to have to work himself back, not only into shape, but to a point where they can trust him to be a leader in that backfield. I don't think you get to keep a job 10 weeks into a season because you were penciled in as number one before the year. I mean, hell, look at what happened in Pittsburgh this week. Uh, you talk about one of the great motivators for Najee Harris. Jalen Warren got announced as the starter. Sure. And then all of a sudden there's Najee Harris with some of the best running he's done in a while. So, you know, motivation works in uh, on so many levels. But I think Singletary's big day uh, has to inspire them to give him the rock and give him the opportunity to be the compliment to Stroud. Speaking of rocks, I don't think George Pickens was, named, was announced as a starter for the Steelers either. This off the... Um, it is a pebble in my shoe for Mike Tomlin. Uh, I don't know if that was verbatim, but that's basically that's right. what Mike Tomlin said about uh, George Pickens' complaints. Uh, he only had three catches against Green Bay. How do I know that? He was on one of my fantasy teams. So It was tough. I also recommended him as a start uh, for someone, and uh, I'm sure I will hear the hate uh, at some point because it goes back to uh, you know that man that we were talking about a little bit before. Uh, Noah Brown, seven for one seventy-two. Yeah, the hell am I anticipating that's happening again? I know, I mean, near perfect. Thirteen catches on fourteen targets for three hundred twenty-five yards and a score in the last two weeks. Uh, the the one week that he had prior, you're like, oh, that's well, that's the one-off, right? But hey, Nico Collins is out again. And uh, what do you know? They uh, they need to air it out. I mean, they dominated that game yeah. up until uh, you know Jamar Chase had a big play, and then Tyler Boyd had a big play as well. I had a big but, opportunity to make another big play, and yeah, failed you all. Yes, uh, fair enough. Help me in a survivor league. I will say that. So I, okay, I will well there that. you go. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Noah Brown in the last two weeks is is eclipsed his season total in four of his five years in Dallas. And right now he is 116 yards shy of his season high uh, of his career in yardage. Tell you, it's that Buckeye to Buckeye connection. Tell you what, Buckeye. Hey, a Buckeye playing quarterback at the NFL level. Who knew Dan Byer? (laughs) One of the great narratives of all time. Yes, yes. And here we go. But for C.J. Stroud, I couldn't be happier. I mean, to watch the guy, uh, especially when he got to do his great quote of, I'm not a test taker, I'm a football player. I mean, that's about as good as it gets. (laughs) Yeah. Texans are becoming the other there's a change there for sure. Heck, you know, and to go back to the Devin Singletary point, Mike, yep. just to, you know, D'Amico Ryans comes in. It's his first year. He has no commitment That's from right. what Damian Pierce did a year ago. Sure. You know? And so, yeah, so if Devin Singletary's the guy, 
Devin Singletary's the guy, and I think that's the case in Houston. But yeah, the other part to it, Dan, is you know take it to the league wide and and fantasy obviously involved in all of it. But suddenly the Houston Texans have an opportunity to go and take that division, mm-hmm. right? Jacksonville has they won five in a row, but did they ever look dominant in doing it? Not really. A lot of Trevor Etienne, some Josh Allen, and the guys on the defense coming up with some big plays, but the pass game not consistent in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, the Texans playing some good football right now, inspired football, and you got the quarterback who seems unflappable. That's the thing you got to love most, right, is that offensive line has been patchwork for a lot of the year between injuries and and just ineffectiveness uh, trying to get things uh, together. The run game, as we mentioned with Damian Pierce, wasn't there. Yet this guy's standing tall in the pocket, avoids a lot of hits. His sack totals are much lower than you would anticipate. And then you talk about the touchdown-to-interception ratio. Man, it's nothing short of amazing what he's been able to do thus far. I mean, and, and everybody's echoed this the last couple of weeks, and you've seen his MVP odds go from, you know, off the chart to 100-1 to one to 30-1, to one, just like that, because the opportunity's there to, to finish off really tremendous rookie year. So, I mean, everybody's cheering for him, and certainly you sit on Sundays wearing a Buckeye helmet in the Fox Sports Radio studios. <laughs> uh, if only they could add Marvin Harrison Jr. available for that fourth quarter against Georgia. Oh, oh, what what could have what been? What could have been? Uh, let's uh, let's wrap up this episode with uh, the team that actually you just mentioned in the Jacksonville Jaguars, because I I don't know if I have Calvin Ridley. You know, like we sit here and I laugh at you know how I believed in Jahan Dotson, and it's not that bad. Um, I'm trying to believe in Drake London. Thank goodness he has a bye because that keeps me from playing him in one sure. league. But I, I don't think it's gotten to that point with Calvin Ridley, Mike. But it's just so sporadic with these outcomes. And I know you called Christian Kirk, you know, WR1 in Jacksonville a little while ago. I just I don't know how much I love Calvin Ridley right now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, it's a, it's a tough spot, right? I mean, Kirk's le- the leader. Here's, here's the leaders and targets. For the Jaguars as we we get through week 10. Kirk's at 71, Ingram's at 68, Ridley's at 61 with a gross efficiency rating, only 35 catches in those 61 targets. Uh, Kirk's at 49 of 71. It's more of a uh, thing on Trevor Lawrence, which we can can certainly do uh, as well. But you, you look at Ridley overall had that big game against Indy to start things right eight catches 100 yards like yeah here we go yeah there's a touchdown only one touchdown since that was a win over Drake London and the uh, Atlanta Falcons (laughs) I just had to pull them together because I'm that guy Uh, and then against the Buffalo Bills he had a seven catch 122 yard game otherwise you're, you're looking at the targets have been uh, back and forth. It's kind of like Brett Saberhagen, forgive me, folks, showing my age here, of of his mid-80s, where he was Cy Young, then he was eh, just a guy. Then he won a Cy Young again, eh, and then he was just a guy. So it was a matter of, all right, I'm in an odd or an even year. And we're kind of at that with Calvin Ridley the last four weeks uh, before you know they, 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 they got after mm-hmm. it here against San Francisco. You got you know, eight targets, 30 yards on four catches, 
four targets, one catch for five yards. Now he has been banged up a little bit, but, you know, comes back against Pittsburgh. Okay, six catches, 83 yards. Maybe you're feeling a little bit better. And then against San Francisco, he's a he's an observer. Two catches, 20 yards, just three targets. They're able to absolutely erase him from games. I'm not seeing enough special from him to to set and forget him as a guy that I play each and every week. And with bye weeks coming to an end, I, he's rosterable, but yeah. right now he'd be sitting down at the bench. I mean, he's only got three games with more than four catches. Yeah, it's that to me is what is most concerning because there does seem to be such the rapport with Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk and obviously uh, Evan Ingram making his mark last year. Everybody had a bad day against the Niners. You know, like that's pretty much the way it is. Oh, that was an abject failure. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say this. We have a lot of opening up 21-day windows. Um, You know, Justin Jefferson had his open. Uh, Devon Achan's got his open for the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to have a 21-day window on Tony Pollard and Calvin Ridley, Mike. I kind of dig that. In these next three weeks, because the the Jacksonville – if you're going to beat Tennessee, you're going to want to do it through the air. Then you got a shootout maybe with the Texans, and then you've got Cincinnati the week after that. If he isn't there for any uh, of those three, um, I'd be extremely disappointed. And then it's just that I'm cutting bait. But I'm going to give him the 21-day window, he and Tony Pollard, to do something in these next three weeks. I kind of dig that. Uh, while we're on Jacksonville, since I, I was the dope that picked them to do great things in the AFC, which is now a cluttered mess. I think you could pick a name out of a hat at this point. Uh, the Chiefs go into their own bucket because, well, we know what they uh, – have found a way to do more with less in the past, and now they actually have a really, really good defense. But looking at the Jaguars in terms of the receiving game, Dan, talk about Kirk, Ingram, and Ridley. The next leading target receiver is Travis Etienne with 39, and then it goes down to Zay Jones with 18, and he just got... Uh, in trouble off the field yeah, with some uh, DV issues that have come up. So you're looking at there's no depth whatsoever on this squad at wide receiver. And that that's a little bit surprising that they didn't uh, go and try to augment that position perhaps a bit more. Because Ridley was there. He was a nice bonus when they traded for him a year ago. Uh, but I would have thought there had been another – addition along the way instead uh you've got those four virtually uh all the targets at this point for the season it shall be interesting with that afc south who would have thought that not only are the texans in it the colts are also in it at five and five and again the colts one of the four teams on by maybe i should have given indy some respect in this nah, podcast. It's okay. all right all right that's gonna do Don't it get for over our- it <laughs> that's a it's going to do it for I Want Your Flex. Mike and I and Ryan Bershing, our executive producer, will be back coming up on Thursday. We should know more about the injury situations in Cincinnati and Baltimore as those two teams play on Thursday night. Plus, Bursch will give you his streaming defenses, and I'll give you a survivor pick, which, Mike, by the way, I really liked your Bears last week. I just didn't have the guts to do it. So uh, I, don't think, I don't think it's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, but then you would have had to watch the game, Dan. <laughs> 
I know, I know. But a few <laughs> select people in my survivor pool did uh, did ride with the Bears against the Panthers, and it paid off uh, for them. They are still alive. I took the chalk of the Cowboys. I figure any time you can go up against Tommy DeVito, sorry, uh, we're going to take the opposing team. Given 17, I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah, had to do it, had to do it. It was like a free pass. Or, a, you know, one of those fast passes to the front of the line. Oh, nicely done. Yeah, there you go. He is Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. Uh, that's it for I Want Your Flex. Mike's going to go catch a roller coaster. Uh, they make me nauseous, so I'm not. So we'll talk to you next time here at I Want Your Flex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.